What is going on, everyone? This is your boy, the smart Landon Parker himself here. Back with the... Well, not back, because this is the first ever episode. You only get one first. So, as most of you know, or maybe not most of you, but some of you may know, this was actually supposed to be a media podcast that never took off, because no one else had time. So I just said... I just said forget them I'm doing this myself and this is what I'm doing a wrestling podcast since wrestling is one of my greatest passions I know way too much about it (laughs) so I might as well put my knowledge to to everyone no matter where you are could be in the UK you could be in the US be in Antarctica for our kid you're going as long as you're listening to this, you're a homeboy. Now, the first ever episode, I thought, why not just do the best wrestling era? So, with the introduction out of the way, let's do this. So, just to let everyone know right now, I'm not professional in the least bit. I'm trying my best. So, well, let me get a chair, because this is, I'm going to be planning on staying here for a while. So, wrestling errors. I'm not only going to be talking about in the WWE, but I'm going to be talking about around others. And I'm going to basically split all the wrestling errors. I'm just going to talk about all wrestling errors. What happened in them. What major events happened. And who was the breakout star. And then compare all of them. And see what it does. Now I do. I did not research this topic. Because I'm just a wrestling genius. I mean I could tell you how. When Mick Foley won the title. January 4th 1998. Or 99. So I think. I know that off the top of my head. So. Anyway. Um, I don't have notes here because I'm not very professional. I mean, all I'm dealing with is, here is a Chromebook and a $20 headset from Walmart. That's lasted me almost two years now. So, yay. And basically it. And that's basically what I'm going to be doing this episode. Um, also, I did not, I am not going to include pre-Golden Era. Like the sixties. Well, actually, yeah, the sixties, but before um WWF championship. That's when the golden era starts, in my opinion. When Buddy Rogers becomes champion. That day, that's when the golden era starts. Nothing before that. Also, I'm not going to be I'm not gonna include the whole golden era from sixty three to like eighty nine. That's why I'm gonna consider. That's what. That's basically the whole going era, cause that's way too long. That's over twenty years. I'm going to break it up into two parts and count them separately. There's gonna be the golden era, and then that's gonna be from '63 to about '83. No, not '83. Actually, no. No, it's gonna be till '80. Yeah. So it's from 63 to about 81, actually. Um, 
that's going to be the golden era. Then from 81 to 89, that's going to be the rock and wrestling era. And then from about 90 to 97, no, shit. yeah, 97, I would say. That's going to be the new generation era. Attitude era will be from 98, no, 97 to, um, like, like I said, I'm not very professional. I have to think about this crap. I don't have notes at all. Um, it's going to be from 97 to 2002. Then from 2002 to 2008, that's going to be Ruthless Aggression. 2008 to 2016, that's going to be PG. And 2016 until present day, which is February 26, 2023, that is going to be the reality. So, without further ado, let's start this. Alright, let's get this show on the road. Right to it, the first wrestling era I we will be talking about is, of course, the Golden Era. Around this t- Golden Era, like I said, would start in 63 with Buddy Rogers becoming the inaugural WWF champion. And in a ter- one-night tournament in Brazil, if you want to believe that. And he was meant to carry the company. For a while, because this was right after the split with um, Worldwide Wrestling Federation and the NWA when they became their own thing, or as it was called, Capital Wrestling at the time. Now Rogers, he was supposed to carry the the WWF for a good for years, but of but Rogers was getting old and he couldn't do it, so. Vince McMahon Sr. brought in a fresh, younger face by the name of Bruno Sammartino. Now, in Madison Square Garden, uh, he beat Buddy Rogers for the WWF title in 46 seconds. Yes, I know this off the top of my head. I pro- or, I think, I don't, I think it's 46 seconds. Uh, fact check me, but <laughs> still. 46 seconds and the the run of one of it well not even one of the longest the second longest in history it is um shoot I'm what am I doing I'm watching this on right now my bad um like I said I'm not professional at least but um the second longest run in championship history ever, I'm pretty sure, in professional wrestling, which the only person, other person that's longer than Bruno I will get to later. Actually, no, I can get to now because they already had the final one going. Fabulous Moolah with 25 years for some reason. Yeah, uh, I'm not really going to touch on that because women were not popular at all in the golden era or rock and wrestling. And they got sexy in that year, but I will get to that a little late, uh, later. Anyway, uh, Bruno started his nine and a half year run, or nine, 
like I said, you can fact check me on one, criticize me. I'm going off the top of my head here. You can't expect me to be perfect. Anyway, Bruno started his insanely wrong run. And it was that. That was the run. Everyone loved Bruno. Now, not many matches are memorable from his first run as champion, which is, which is not the reason why, but when he finally lost the title, he lost it to the Russian bear, Ivan Koloff, in Madison Square Garden. People were furious, and they wanted him dead because that KFAB was real back then, and now it's not, unfortunately, but, you know. I wish I was alive then. But I couldn't ask for be a better time alive right there right now. Anyway <laughs> He he lost the title one month later to Pedro Morales in Madison Square Garden and in a pretty damn good match too. I've seen it multiple times. And and Pedro then would held, hold the title for another three years. Three and a half. So. I believe then Stan Stasiak after he lost. After Pedro lost it to Stan Stasiak. That first really ever transitional champion if you think about it. Held it for nine days. Yeah, transitional indeed. Um, so he hold, held the title for nine days and then lost to Bruno, who will go on for another three-year run with the title. Matches were more memorable in this run with Killer Kowalski and and Superstar Billy Graham, which he lost a title to. Superstar Billy Graham was the man. And then he would lose it to Bob Backlin, who who would go on for yep six years. This was very long title runs. It's like Roman Reigns territory, except Roman Reigns hasn't reached six years yet, and I really sure hope he doesn't. But I'm not gonna get there yet, at least. So. Shoot. <laughs> I lost my thought. I'm going to turn off this game real quick because this is just very distracting towards me. Anyway. Uh, oh, everyone's wondering. It's a college game, Drake versus Bradley. Um. Anyway, like I said, every, this was very long title runs. Backlund would have a memorable match with Sergeant Slaughter during this time. And other and others. Now, after Backlund lost it, it's where I'm going to end the Golden Era, because that was really it. I'm the next person he will win it from. The next person that will win it would be. Um. The next person that will win it would be Iron Sheik, and then, and then Hulk Hogan will win it for him. So that's where the Golden Era ends. So, the most major event happened. Well, there wasn't one really.
um, the breakout star, Bruno San Martino. And that's really it for the Golden Era. It's really not much to talk about. So, so now we go to the next era. So, the next segment, or not segment, cut, but the next part in our journey through all the wrestling eras. <laughs> Why did I say journey? That's so stupid. Um, next era is the rock and wrestling era, which started in 1981, as like as I like to say, to to 1989. Now, like I said before, Bob Backlund went into the rock and wrestling era as champion until he lost it to the Iron Sheik in Madison Square Garden. And then, obviously, one month later, everybody knows what happened. In January of 84, I want to say. Um... Hogan won it. Of course. And going away from WWE for a second, other promotions were doing stuff. Like Jim Crockett's WCW. Or not not WCW, but NWA. Jim Crockett's territory has Starcade in Thanksgiving of 83. Which, it, which a few months later in March of 84 would come Probably the most spe- spectacular and I don't know what the word is, but revolutionary thing that's ever come wrestling. WrestleMania. First, the first WrestleMania was really just a demo. Really. It's like a beta to a game. Not even alpha yet. Yeah. What happened in the main event of the first WrestleMania, everybody knows the famous matchup between Hulk Hogan and Mr. T versus Paul Orndorff and Roddy Roddy Piper. And this is the only WrestleMania that the world title was never defended. Interesting fact. So, Hogan would remain on top for a few years. WrestleMania 2 came along and... Well, he and he was still champion. WrestleMania two was a very weird WrestleMania, having having his show broadcast it from three different areas in the world. Hogan defended against King Kong Bundy, which he obviously won because it's Hulk Hogan in the eighties. Um, Starcade was still going on at the time, and then. The revel, the breakout WrestleMania, the the real WrestleMania. If if WrestleMania one was a beta test, then WrestleMania two was an alpha test. Then WrestleMania three was the full game releasing. Because this WrestleMania was spectacular, probably one of the best WrestleMania of all time. Now, depending on who you ask and who, you, what research you have. You can either believe that 93,000 came in at the Pontiac Silverdome or 76,000 came at the Pontiac Silverdome. Either way, that's a lot of damn people. <laughs> so, 
The main event of that night was Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan. They obviously had to have something huge, big. So they did. And it was a it was an alright match, but it got very much publicity. Also on that night, one of the best pure wrestling matches ever happened between between Ricky Steamboat and Randy Savage for the Intercontinental Championship. What wonderful match. If you haven't seen it, please do. After WrestleMania 3, things went on nicely. Hogan lost the title in the, the coming up in the next year to Andre the Giant, who sold out to, to Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase, but was but thought it was immediately vacated, which we had to horrible, horrible WrestleMania 4. The one night tournament, which they tried to replicate Starkit, which Starkit replicated, but did it way better. So, so the one night tournament happened. Macho Man won. This was all in '88. Then '89 happened. WrestleMania five, and Hogan won the title back. That's basically WWF in the not in the eighties. Or in the rock and wrestling era, other promotions like I said, NWA has NWA has Starcade. Ric Flair was a very one multiple world titles during this, which was his breakout decade. He dominated it, and that's really it. So the most major event to happen from the rock and wrestling era was was WrestleMania, obviously. I mean, I would also include Starcade, but considering WCW got bought, I won't. And a breakout star is obviously Hulk Hogan. Now we go on to one of my favorite eras. An era of very weird circumstances that came to be. So the next era in, in wrestling would be the New Generation era. Starting in 1990 to 1997. Yeah, seven. Now, the reason I said this would start in a very, very unusual way, steroid trials happened. If you don't know what the steroid trials are, well, I'll get, I'll probably cover that in an episode later on. My life, whatever. Anyway, um, so Rock and Wrestling era started with Hogan as champion, and he lost that at that year's rest. And in nineteen ninety, he lost it to the Ultimate Warrior, which which was a very big change. I mean, he was still a bigger guy, but. Still a change. Baron and Hogan? No, actually it wasn't, but you know, can't play soup on that. Anyway, um he would be a decent champion. In other promotions, WCW became officially a thing. Um when 
Ted Turner bought out Jim Crockett Promotions. So, that happened. Also, um, Sergeant Slaughter won the title from Ultimate Warrior. And then Hogan won it from Sergeant Slaughter at WrestleMania 7. Good grief. Now we're back to Hogan. Um, After Hogan, I believe the title was won by... Yeah, it was won by The Undertaker. But then won back by Hogan, but then vacated. And then won by a really... Other than Undertaker, it was actually won by a new face that someone actually could see... Like someone could actually see him defend the title successfully, and that person wasn't young at all. He, he was he was a veteran. Whoa, Rick Flair. Sorry, I, if I ear raped you, my bad. <laughs> I had to. Rick Flair really was was champion twice. He lost it to Savage at WrestleMania. And WrestleMania. What was it? Eight? No, not eight. Um, yeah, it was eight. Yeah. Yeah, he lost it to Savage WrestleMania. Yeah, in a weird ass story. Well, excuse my language. Um. A weird angle between him, Elizabeth, and Savage. I then he Flair went it back, and then I forgot what happened. I really don't know who won after Flair, but the Intercontinental Championship was pretty pretty much dominated by Shawn Michaels during this time. Oh, wait, now I know who won the title. Bret Hart from him. Another new face, a newer face to people. who so, Someone who who was in the tag team division and the Intercontinental Championship division, Midcar and tag division, whatever you want to call them, and won, and won a major world title, which was really unusual for the time. So, hope. So, Bret Hart will hold the title until the next WrestleMania. And it was WrestleMania 9. And we all know what happened there. Yokozuna won the title, but Hogan had to stick his nose in someone's business. Gosh dang it, Hogan! Ah, go away. So, Hogan... So Hogan won, and then Yokozuna won it back from Hogan. I'm just giving you a lesson on the WWF history, history of the title right now. But my bad. Um, Hogan, Hogan would then leave WWE, surprisingly, and went to pursue a Hollywood career. So then, very interestingly. Interesting. Yokozuna had a pretty long run with it, and a pretty decent run. And at WrestleMania 10, well, the, the 
one of the best, some of the best matches will happen that night. One is the really great ladder match between the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels and and the bad guy Razor Ramon, rest his soul. That really put, that really sent some for the future. Like, that was the first really good ladder match. Probably the first ladder match ever, really, in my, really. Anyway, Hogan would go to WCW during, well, not actually during this time, a little. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm actually right. Yeah, he will go to WCW in 1994, which he would go and defeat Flair for the title in his first match. Hogan, go away. I mean, go away forever. Actually, no, we need you for another two years, maybe, and you'll actually have a pretty good turn. But not Hogan, no. Is he so He's a tough heel. Never. Okay, I'm just going to stop with it like I'm in the moment. Um, Shawn Michaels would then rise up the card and really start putting on great performances. Diesel will win the title from this time, and he beat Bob Backlund for it. Yeah, Bob Backlund's back. And, he be- and Br- Brett beat him, blah, blah, blah. We would then go to WrestleMania 12, which is my favorite match probably of all time, or one of them at least, the Iron Man match, which was great. During this time in 1996, Hulk Hogan would make the world shocked as he turned heel and joined the Outsiders Hall and Nash in WCW to form the New World Order. Brother. (laughs) So, then, obviously, we all know how the NWO was going, but that's going to that here. I'm not quite ready for that. So, Sean won the title from Brett at WrestleMania. And then, we got, he had a good run with that, I guess. Undertaker was, sorry, going under, so Undertaker was... Still going at the time. Well, he, of course he was, but you know what I mean. And I don't think ECW came yet, so. I mean, really. Kind of started Monday Night Wars. Where Monday Night Wars was coming up very slowly. Now, the most. Now then, the most important event in wrestling history, in my opinion, at least, happened in 1996. The current call. Now the current call. Everybody knows the current call. It was, it was the last match with Diesel that night. Shawn Michaels wrestled them, and then they all were in the cage, and Vince was really mad, and he couldn't punish Shawn. Because he was champion, he couldn't punish Razor or Hall or Nash. Well, I don't mean Razor, just but yeah, I said that. He couldn't. He couldn't punish Hall or Nash. So the only one who was had to be punished was Hunter Hearst Helmsley, who was supposed to win King of the Ring that year. But since the current call happened, he didn't. 
So then a very, very ringmaster man named named Stone Cold Steve Austin won King and Ring and cut the most revolutionary promo in history. This promo made him a a mega star, a ultra star, whatever you want to call it. Anything above a superstar is what he was. And that the reason why I say current if current call never happened, let's say the current call never happened. That Austin probably would have never been a world champion or main event guy. The Attitude Era probably would not have succeeded, and WCW probably would be in them if it wasn't for Austin. Let's just face it. And so on and so forth. Other events. So, yeah. The current... So yeah, current call happened, and 1997 came calling, and and Sean lost his smile. Sean's my favorite wrestler all time, but that's just his. That's just the most funniest excuse ever. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's basically a new generation era. Around Wrestle, I believe WrestleMania 13 was the last night of the era because Bret Hart went off that night. Him and Stone Cold had an excellent I Quit match, and it was really getting heated up. So, the new generation era. Most important events happen in this. Definitely, definitely either the formation of the NWO or the current call. The breakout star, Shawn Michaels. There's no doubt. He won the title on multiple occasions, even though I didn't talk about it because I don't need to give you anyone here a lesson on what what was going on, but still. And that was it. That was the new generation era. The next era would be probably the greatest era of all time, but I won't reveal that until the end. So, the next era, which is probably the best era, is the Attitude Era. Now, the Attitude Era is obviously revolutionary. This was also the point in the Monday Night Wars, and and ECW is a thing. Well, it's been a thing now that I just took a little break to think, to reflect on some stuff and do some other stuff and it was it was that yeah ECW was already things so I don't know I don't know what I was talking about um also I forgot to mention new generation era raw became a thing so yeah that's also another important thing uh, but anyway add to era of course Stone Cold Steve Austin was Going to be on is on top of this era, as long uh, along with The Rock, Triple H, Undertaker, Big Show for a minute, Mankind or Mick Foley, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, a lot of different people were on top, and and also let's look at WCW, ECW, 
Hogan was just going to be on top all the time because he was he, it was NWF. And yeah, and ECW, I really don't know what they were doing. I really don't. So the next thing that would happen was Austin would be on top after Michaels went into WrestleMania 14 as champion. Michaels actually left because back's problems. And he just he just sat home for until 2002. So he really missed out on this era. He started it, but did not go through with it. So, the one of the I can't I can't speak. <laughs> that two era was obviously great. It had no censors except boobs and nudity. And that was about it. I mean, there was a person. Co- I mean, there was a porn star. There was there was a god. There's Godfather with a hoe train. I mean. Really, everything, all down to someone's carrying around a head. So, Austin won the title for Michaels, and then really dominated. Kane held it for a day, and then Austin won it for won it back until it's vacated, and Rock won it, which was a really weird decision. Well, it wasn't weird because it was obvious, but weird at the same time. Because Rock was hated when he was Rocky Maivia. Die, Rocky, die. Rocky sucks. Everybody everybody should remember that. So, so Rock won it, won the title, and then Austin went back and... Well, actually, no. Rock won it. Mick Foley won it. Rock won it again. Foley, Rock, Austin... Undertaker, Austin, <laughs> Triple H, Big Rock, Big Show, Angle. I'm not going nowhere. I'm just, I'm, I just gave up on going to order. Uh, all right, Austin really just dominated this over in WCW. NWO was run, was running, of course, and the NWO actually spent to suit different groups. NWO Hollywood, NWO Wolfpack, which I really like the storyline for. What it was in the first month or two, but then uh, it just went all it just went down with the finger poke of doom. Everybody knows the finger poke of doom, which and night when Foley won the title from the rock was when really it was WCW screwed themselves from ever having a chance again. Because Tony Zabani said Mankind's supposed to win the, the the world title in WWF and that should put some butts in the seats. As he was saying that WCW would have just like stayed on on time. But no, not on time, but stayed like not everyone will stay on the channel, but no, actually the opposite happened. Not everybody went to go see me and kind of win the title. Of course, that's why you don't do tape shows because you can get ruined. But 
either way, it was good. It the attitude era was just wonderful. There's not many ways to describe it. I'm not even going to go in depth even more because everybody should know how great this era was. And if you ha don't, then you're just not really in touch with wrestling. Um, the really, the, my opinion, the attitude era, era ended with the evasion angle. Definitely. Like what? Like at Survivor Series, once the evasion angle ended, that's when the attitude era ended. I would have wanted to say that that ended before, before then, and and it happened. Um. At WrestleMania that year, in 2001, WrestleMania 17. But, it, but, of course, I have to include Evasion, because Evasion Angle was just, it, it could have been better. That's what I'm, that's all I'm going to say. Now, I'm not going to go as in-depth as I did with the New Generation era, but this is what, but the most important event to happen out of this was... Probably the buying of WCW and ECW, and which was the end of Monday Wars, and ECW was just there. <laughs> it's just like if you don't want to watch either one, then you got ECW. And the the breakout star, Austin. Actually, there's more than one. Austin, Rock, Triple H. That's those were the breakout stars for that era. So the next era on our era list, we only have three more, including this one. It's the Ruthless Aggression. WrestleMania! I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. So Ruthless Aggression era really has some good, because this was just only primarily WWE now. You didn't have many alternatives. Uh, I mean, Ring of Honor came in during this era, but... I mean, it's Ring of Honor. It's Ring of Honor, not in the, in the 2010s. I mean, <laughs> who really cares about it? Am I right? I'm going to get back for that. But hey, if you don't like me, you can't. You don't have to like me, but just listen. I mean, criticize me, but listen. Yeah. Anyway. Ruthless Aggression Era, my opinion, really started with John Cena debuting against Kurt Angle, saying Ruthless Aggression. That that singular moment when the slap happened, that's when it happened. That's when the Ruthless Aggression Era started. Ruthless Aggression Era really saw some great names. Stone Cold and The Rock were really were gone. Undertakers didn't wrestle as much because he's well, he did, but. Going into the later years, he didn't. Um, he was also he also had a biker gimmick at the time, but then he went back to Dead Man. Um, let me think. Uh, um, yeah, so the U.S. title we had two mid card. Well, technically three mid card titles: the U.S. Intercontinental and Cruiserweight. Um, break some new stars came in the OVW four Randy Orton, Batista. What's his face? John Cena, 
and Brock Lesnar. Um, of course, they all came in. Batista and Randy. Well, Randy went on to go to Evolution basically right away. And Batista was Deacon Batista, but then he went to Evolution. With Triple H to Ric Flair, Triple H was still on. Was still one of the top guys in the ruthless aggression era. So was no, or right, no, actually, I'm not gonna say because it don't make sense. Um, anyway, um, it would be it would be John Cena on top of this era. You know, Super Cena, five moves of doom, whatever. Um, John Cena, Triple H. Batista was on top also. Yeah. We really had only three guys. Mainly. Three guys. Batista, John, and... And Hunter. And Randy Orton, now that I think about it. Randy Orton was also really popular during this time. Kurt Angle, kind of, is... Untaker of WrestleMania history. He started acknowledging it. Yeah. I mean... Ruthless Aggression Era was a really good era. Um, also, for the tag division, it was because Raw tag team division, SmackDown tag team division. And Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero had a great feud with Dominic in it. Everybody know XCOM Dom now. Yeah, whatever. Nobody cares about him. Um, the reason I'm making these. Oh, by, by the way, the reason I'm making these. This one and that's hair a little short because, like, first of all, everybody knows them. Second of all, it's this episode's already getting a little long, so me kind of go a little quicker. Um, yeah, Evolution was great. There was a lot of great people in this era. Um, also we had a new world title, the Spinner Belt, which will last way longer than shut up. But I'll keep my mouth shut. Gold, Big Goldie came back. And I loved it. Everybody did. And it was a really interesting thing. I mean, they tried something, they got done. Really, with John Cena. John Cena had potential, and he definitely did until everybody started booing him because he always won. And yeah, that Super Cena was good. Yeah. Um,. The break, the major, most major event of this era. Ooh, ruthless aggression. What was the most the famous event? Um, I don't know. I I want to say with John Cena slapping Kurt Angle, probably. Um, John Cena becoming world champion also could be a contender. I don't know. I'll I'll let you decide that for yourself. You people, my peoples. Um, <laughs> uh, and the most and the breakout star, John Cena, obviously. I mean, there ain't no other options for that. Yeah. And to our next era would be a would be weird. It, it, not weird, but different. Very different. Oh, also, I forgot to mention, Rufus Gresham, Shawn Michaels also came back. 
Because you're almost without that. So, yeah. Next up, we go on PG. So, the next era is the PG era. Which started in 2008 when WWE went PG and HD. And it lasted from 2008 to about 2016, as I like to say. The, the first half of 2016. Now, the PG era. Really interesting era. First of all, John Cena was still on top. Um... Yeah, John Cena was still on top. Randy Orton was began to be on top of more. Edge was starting to really be on top. And so he was also in the Ruthless Aggression, but I didn't mention that for some reason because I'm stupid and I forget stuff very easily. Forgive me. Like I said, I'm not very professional. <laughs> anyway, um, please, don't let that be in the way. Um, you got to realize I'm also... Almost 17. I don't really have a job right now. I'm between jobs. Yeah, so. Anyway, not about my personal life. Um, It was some very interesting with the PG era. Shawn Michaels would have one my favorite match ever in WWE history with um, Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. Um, yeah, I mean, John Zia was on top, like I said, Randy Orton was on top, everyone was on, no, well, not everybody was on top, but you know what I mean, Ray Mysterio was almost on top, he was on top for about three hours, not even three hours, maybe one, <laughs> but you know, um, CM Punk was on top during this era a lot, Chris Jericho was basically in his prime. Um, Shawn Michaels retired, sadly. Ric Flair retired. Quote, unquote, retired. Um, anyway, I also forgot to mention, during the Ruthless Aggression era, TNA became a thing. And this continued on. TNA was trying to have Monday Night Wars 2.0 when the whole Get Bischoff started running. But... It only lasted 10 weeks, and it did not work out well there. Not at all. Oh. <laughs> like I said, TNA was around, and they tried to do that, but it didn't work out. Um, once WWE switched their logos to a more clean-looking logo, brought Lesnar... Well, not at that time, but he returned and absolutely dominated Cena in 2014 SummerSlam. And probably the the when Super Cena died. Yeah. I mean, PG era was really a fascinating era. It's not my favorite. It's not at all, but it happened. Also... Let me think. Let me say that the best part of PG era was 2016. 2016 was well, the first half, at least. Actually, I take that back. 2016 was what really not the best part of the PG era. Probably 2012, 2013, 2011. Those years were pretty good oh, for the PG. But 
until WrestleMania, that's probably when. Probably till the draft, actually. I I changed my mind. The draft. And that's where we go on to our final era. But first, the top dude, not the breakout. I meant top dude all this time, not breakouts. I'm not. I. I'm sorry. I I hope you can forget me. Anyway, um, yeah, the top star was John Cena, Randy Orton, people around that nature, even a little bit of Daniel Bryan. And the most important event to happen during this time was probably, ooh, I don't know. Probably when, I don't know. I do not know an important event that happened during the PG era. I mean, I guess Roman Reigns coming in could be an important event because getting ready, well, I'm getting ready to speak of could. So yeah, that's the PG era. Not really much to talk about. And now we're at the current era, aka the reality era. Lasting from 2016, the latter half of 2016 after the draft, to now. Now, the reality era is very interesting. Because we have seen a lot of things. We've seen a great 2016, latter half of 2016. And a kind of decent half. The women's evolution... NXT and TNA dot Impact died, um, and we got, and WWE got a new a new rival in AEW, which AEW is wonderful. I love AEW. That's as much as I love WWE. I love all wrestling, but AEW something's about it. Something about AEW is just wonderful. I don't know. I mean, Will Ospreay is one of my favorite indie wrestlers ever. So is Kenny Omega. So, um, New Japan also, also with we got very popular again. Impact didn't really get popular. MLW got popular and the North Carolina promotion. C DPW DP Dub. You know, Deadlock Pro Wrestling. Um. And really, in WWE, Roman Reigns is the top guy, of course. N- now is this part y'all, everyone wants to hear. Roman Reigns is the top guy. Roman Reigns is the top guy. I can't stop saying it. I mean, Roman Reigns turned heel. He's been champion ever since 2020. And he was champion during the pandemic, which... We also got the, thunder, the sub era, which I'm not gonna count. Just gonna count it with the reality era, the Thunderdome era, because that's what ordinary fans era. Whatever. Um, it really depends on if you if you like it. Oh, Edge also returned, which was very shocking. Um, I can't really think of much to say about reality era. 
John Cena kind of went away from the top spot. AJ Styles and John Cena. AJ Styles were top guy for a while. I mean, Brock Lesnar was still top guy. Everyone really was just every anyone you could think of was probably a top guy at one point. Even Ginger Mahal. Yeah. Ginger Mahal. You know, Hender Gender. Yeah, he was the top guy. Uh I'm really can't say much about the reality era. It just I just don't want to, I just don't know. Um if I'm if I'm not making much sense, that's that's I'm sorry. Like I said, I'm not I'm not the best at this. Obviously. Um, so the reality era really just depends on what you like. Because when you look at past years, it's easily tell, it's easier to tell like what's good and what's not. But now it's like really just depends on you. Um, but my opinion, reality era is, I don't know about it. it I'm, the first half of it was good. And then COVID happened. That's when it all went downhill and 2019. Um, so yeah, the break, the top star of the reality era, Roman Reigns, obviously. The most important event, probably the women's evolution happening. Let's just face it, women need it. Women needed it. So, yeah, that's just the reality here. I can't really say much because all these errors are, like, more recent and not much has happened as back in the day. So, yeah, that, that's the reality here. Now, uh, now we go on to our, f- not an error, but our final little segment. So, that leaves us to what I think is the best era. I will go through each, er- I'm going to go to through each year to tell from worst to best telling you what I think of them or not what I think of them because I already told you but you know now I, the the worst era in my opinion would have to be the the PG era I'm I can't dig with it I mean there's some good matches not many I mean there's enough good matches to make it good, but there's not enough good bad matches to keep that. There's a lot of bad things. Tough enough reboot it. I mean, come on now. Um, then the PG era. Not the PG era. Why did I say the PG era again? Um, the golden era. Not re- I mean, I love the go- golden era. Is just not really. It's too old for me. You know what I mean? Next is basically the Rock and Wrestling era. Sounds uh, there is a lot of great matches in the Rock and Wrestling era, but it's still I can dig with it, but not all, but all but so much. Next is the Reality era. Considering how like I, I like the Reality era, but there's a few key concepts listed missing like the secrecy is missing because of social media that's not their small 
but it they can't help it. Next, actually, is going to be the ruthless aggression era. Ruthless aggression era is is the third best on my on my list of all wrestling errors because it it was so great on so many levels, and that leaves us with two. What I think is the second best, that would be the, drum will bleed, brrr, the new generation era. Solely be, half of the reason is because Shawn Michaels my favorite wrestler of all time. There are reasons that our half current call happened. Basically all. And with no surprise to anyone, well at least... At least anyone who's a wrestling fan, the attitude is my favorite era of all time. Like I said, it's so good, I don't even want to get into detail. You're just going to have to go back yourself and watch a documentary. And that's it. This is that's my, what I think of all the wrestling era and what I think is the best wrestling era. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much. For listening to this episode of the Smart Podcast featuring me, Landon Parker. If you enjoyed, please share this with all your friends. Even if they don't like wrestling, just get them to try follow it. And if they do, well, that's just more people I can give my knowledge to. If And please, please, please consider subscribing or follow wherever you can. Whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Anchor, or anywhere else. I really enjoy, I really enjoy y'all company tonight, or today, whatever. Even though y'all ain't my company, but, you know, same difference. Have a wonderful day or night whenever you're listening to this, and I'll see y'all on the next one. Peace!